Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 714 for release on Sunday, October 30th, 2022. In WaveScan today, we return to Guadeloupe. News from Radio New Zealand, Rye in Italy, hurricane updates, and 80 years of Radio Nacional del Paraguay. Also our Indian DX report. In our WaveScan topic today, we return to the French island of Guadeloupe which is shaped like the wings of a butterfly that is flying towards the northwest. That island is located between the Caribbean Sea and the Atlantic Ocean, and today Ray Robinson examines the early communication radio scene and their almost three-quarter century medium wave radio history. Thanks, Jeff. In the era immediately following the end of World War I, the French government in Paris established their first wireless communication station on Guadeloupe. The new wireless station with the call sign FKD was installed inland at Destrelan, some 20 miles northeast of the capital town Basse-Terre, near the centre of the island on the western wing. Due to a change in international radio regulations three years later in 1924, that same wireless station at Destrelan was granted a new call sign HYU. Then, in 1941, the wireless communication station on Guadeloupe was noted in the United States on 11380 kHz with a different callsign again. The station identification announcement stated FGS, which was understood to indicate French Guadeloupe station. Some 37 years later, in 1978, another callsign was indicated. The considerably upgraded station, still at Destrelan, was identified at that subsequent time under the twin call signs FCV and FCW. Now, before we leave the shortwave scene on Guadeloupe, we should also mention that the Atlas Corporation in the United States announced in January 1945 that plans were underway to construct powerful shortwave stations in several French colonies around the world, including Guadeloupe. However, that ambitious radio project never materialised. The first medium wave station on Guadeloupe was installed near the capital city, Basse-Terre, in 1951, and it was a 1 kilowatt unit on 650 kHz. A second medium wave transmitter at the same location was taken into service six years later in 1957, and it appears that the old 50 watt shortwave transmitter was retuned to 1420 kHz. However, in 1961, two new medium wave stations were constructed, one on each wing. Near the capital city, Basse-Terre at Citerne on the western wing, a new 4 kilowatt transmitter was installed for the 1420 kHz channel. Also at the same time, a new medium wave station was constructed at Arnouvi, quite near the almost junction of the two wings, Pointe-à-Pitre, the largest town on the eastern wing. This new station housed two medium wave transmitters at 20 kilowatts each for operation on 640 kHz. Beginning in the 1980s, FM radio was introduced to Guadeloupe. 
Initially, the coverage was for the two cities, Basseterre and Pointe-à-Pitre, one on each wing, though because of the lower operating cost, the clarity of reception and the popularity of FM radio receivers, the number of FM stations increased rapidly. In 1986, for example, there were already 40 FM stations on the air. Then in 1997, the medium wave transmitter, now at 5 kilowatts on 1420 kHz for Basseterre at Citerne, was closed. And give another 20 years, and finally the two 20 kilowatt transmitters on 640 kHz were also closed, leaving a nationwide network of only FM stations still on the air. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Well, T. Carter Ross, writing in Radio World, says Radio New Zealand ordered a new 100 kilowatt shortwave transmitter from Apagon in Switzerland for its Pacific service from Rangitaiki on the North Island of New Zealand. The transmitter will broadcast the RNZ Pacific service to millions of people throughout the Pacific Basin. Since 2016, RNZ Pacific has used DRM transmissions from Rangitaiki to feed studio-quality digital signals to its network of relay stations, as well as analog signals direct to listeners. Across the region, 22 radio stations in nine Pacific Island nations use the DRM digital broadcasts to take Radio New Zealand Pacific programming for FM rebroadcasting. The new Apagon transmitter replaces a DRM-capable transmitter installed at the site in 2005. The unit is capable of both traditional analog and DRM digital broadcasting with reduced power consumption, along with support for data casting such as text messages, images, and journaling text services. RNZ plans to retain that transmitter as a backup unit or for additional services in the future. The new transmitter is part of a $4.4 million New Zealand dollar capital improvement effort funded by the New Zealand government in its 2022 budget. This investment secures a productive future for our unique voice, stated RNZ Chief Executive and Editor-in-Chief Paul Thompson. The attraction of the shortwave service is its robustness and the ability to have the signal travel great distances and achieve good audiences, he said. Simon Keynes, Sales and Business Development Manager at Ampagon, said, Radio New Zealand has chosen one of our most economical transmitter setups for maximum efficiency, while providing FM-quality DRM coverage over the entire Pacific region over shortwave for decades to come. Keynes also noted that Ampagon is receiving more frequent requests for shortwave transmitters due to growing global instability. In addition to the new transmission infrastructure, the 2022 increase in funding allowed RNZ Pacific to increase its analog shortwave broadcasting time slots, restoring broadcasts from 5 to 9 a.m. New Zealand time that had been dropped in 2016. Thompson noted that since Radio Australia shut down its shortwave operations in 2017, only China Radio International and RNZ Pacific are providing shortwave broadcasts to the Pacific region. The value of the RNZ Pacific service can't be underestimated. Our voice reaches all parts of the Pacific, at times with critical information such as cyclone warnings, said RNZ Head of News Richard Sutherland. 
RNZ shortwave transmissions are a lifeline source of information which helps to support sustainable social and economic resilience. The new transmitter is expected to be delivered in 2023 and put into operation in early 2024. La Repubblica newspaper in Rome has an interesting article mentioning that the medium wave frequencies of RAI, Radio Televisione Italiana, no longer exist. On September 11, 2022, RAI shut down its last 12 AM transmitters. Thus ended a process of gradual disengagement of RAI from medium wave, a process which began in 1999. In 2000 and in 2004, RAI eliminated the broadcasts of Radio 2 and Radio 3 from medium wave, leaving only Radio 1. RAI's medium wave systems were originally built decades ago in open countryside areas, but little by little they found themselves surrounded by houses, a situation that some critics say caused a danger for the residents as the electromagnetic fields were now outside of official limits. The power used by these antennas was a lot. Closing the systems down will result in savings of hundreds of thousands of euros every year. Since 2004, Rai has only broadcast Radio 1 programs on AM, but only until midnight. Broadcasts were prohibited past midnight. Protests started from Slovenian communities because Rai's medium waves offered, on 981 kHz in Trieste, programs in Slovenian every day. Here's a historical recording now of Rai Radio 1 on medium wave that was sent to us by Andy Mangiarotti, who produces a monthly 15-minute program called I Love Italy, which is broadcast on shortwave via WRMI. Rai Radio 1, inno nazionale della Repubblica Italiana, eseguito dall'Orchestra Sinfonica Nazionale della Rai, diretta da Fabio Luisi.
ore 24. A recording of Rai Uno from Italy. Further update about WRMI's hurricane recovery efforts. As of this recording, nine WRMI frequencies are back on the air. By the time this program airs, it's possible that a tenth frequency, 7570 kHz, will be back on, and work will continue on 7780 kHz. 7730 kHz was back on the air a few weeks ago at low power, but improvements need to be made to the antenna on that frequency. Some news now from South America. Walter Aguiar in Brazil reports the following in the latest edition of the Spectrum Monitor. At the end of September, North America and the Caribbean were hit by Hurricane Ian. After hitting Trinidad and Jamaica, Ian reached Cuba on September 27th. Ian left more than one million people without electric power on the western part of the island, exactly where the Cuban shortwave transmitters are located near the capital Havana. Bauta, Bejucal, and Kivikan. Uh, this one is also a China Radio International Relay Facility. After the storm passed, the shortwave stations on the island, Radio Havana Cuba, Progreso, and Rebelde, went off the air for days, as well as the well-known Cuban jammers for lack of power and unavoidable antenna damage. The Cuban electricity system informed via Radio Havana Cuba that more than 3,300 power poles and 400 transformers were affected by the hurricane. The country's capital was also harmed. Some parts of the country lacked water since there was no electricity to power water pumps. Day by day, repairs have been made, and Cuba progressively returned to the shortwave bands, both with their typical programs and with their jamming noise as well. Radio Nacional del Paraguay, 80 años de marcar presencia y de ser esencia del dial paraguayo. Also in Walter Aguiar's South American column in the Spectrum Monitor, he reports on the 80th anniversary of Radio Nacional del Paraguay. He says the Paraguayan state-owned broadcaster, once a strong and regular presence on the 31-meter band, celebrated its 80th anniversary in September. Radio Nacional del Paraguay was inaugurated on September 2, 1942, by the Paraguayan president at the time, Higinio Morinigo. Historically, folk songs have been a landmark of the station, and a folk song festival was organized to commemorate the date. Bueno, vamos a comenzar con todo el ritmo, con todo el folclore nacional, en nacional, por supuesto. Besides the festival, a book was published by the Paraguayan journalist Choni Calderón telling the broadcaster's history. A public exhibition called Radio en el Alma, or Radio in the Soul, was held in the Paraguayan capital, Asunción, and a commemorative postmark also highlighted Radio Nacional del Paraguay's 80th anniversary. Between 1954 and 1989, Paraguay was ruled by the military dictator General Alfredo Strassner. During that time, Radio Nacional was also used as a political tool. 
Strassner's speeches could be frequently heard on the station's medium and shortwave outlets. Alfredo Strassner led a coup d'etat to take power, and he was removed by another coup d'etat 35 years later. Radio Nacional del Paraguay's 100-kilowatt shortwave outlet on 9735 kilohertz, shifting to 9737 in its final days, went off air in 2005. Today, Radio Nacional del Paraguay can be heard on medium wave with informational programs and on FM with musical and cultural broadcasts, both in the two Paraguayan official languages, Spanish and Guarani. That was an identification from Radio Nacional del Paraguay in the second national language, Guarani. Of course, in Paraguay right now, it is springtime. Here's a promo they're running currently for their spring programming. La primavera es la estación del renacimiento, cuando todo vuelve a tener vida. Las sonrisas llenan nuestro día a día. Radio Nacional del Paraguay y los medios del Estado transmiten en la estación de las flores y la alegría. Una estación repleta de color y de vida que nos vuelve a llenar de esperanza. Radio Nacional from Paraguay in South America, where it's spring right now. By the way, if you'd like more information about the Spectrum Monitor, an excellent monthly online magazine that covers shortwave and radio listening in general, you can find it at thespectrummonitor.com. That's thespectrummonitor.com. Here now is Prithwaj Purkayasta with our Indian DX report. Namaskar and hello friends. Welcome to yet another episode of Indian DX Report on WebScan. I am Prithviraj Purkayastha VU3TQD reporting from Jorhat in the northeastern state of Assam in India. All India Radio is broadcasting ball-to-ball live audio commentary of ICC Men's T20 World Cup being played in Australia between 22nd October to 13th November. 
the live commentary is aired through AIR network on medium wave FM DRM and DTH mode DXR Jawad Saber from Morocco recently reported that he has received printed QSL from All India Radio bringing good news to the DXR fraternity about resumption of postal delivery of All India Radio QSLs worldwide. Here are some updates on B22 broadcast schedule for few shortwave stations. IRIB Radio Tehran Urdu language transmission can be heard between 1250 to 1420 UTC on 9835 kHz. IRIB Hindi service from 1520 to 1620 UTC on 6000 kHz and between 1420 to 1520 UTC on 9620 kHz. Bengali service 1520 to 1620 UTC on 9650 kHz. NHK World Radio Japan Urdu service new frequency is 1160 the new frequency of 11610 kHz between 15 to 1530 UTC. Radio Japan Hindi transmission can be heard on 11610 kHz between 1530 to 1550 UTC. On Saturday and Sunday, the transmission will be of 19 minutes only. Radio Thailand in English can be heard between 0 hour to 0030 UTC and 020230 UTC on 13750 kHz 12 to 1230 UTC on 9940 kHz 1830 in Bengali between 13 to 1330 UTC on 15315 one five five one five kilohertz, fifteen thirty two sixteen hour UTC on one five five three zero kilohertz, twenty two to twenty two thirty UTC on one two zero four zero kilohertz. Transworld Radio Asia Hindi language transmission can be heard on every Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday between thirteen forty five to fourteen hour UTC on one two zero four five kilohertz, Monday to Friday at 1415 to 1430 UTC on 9965 kHz and 
TWR Bengali transmission can be heard every Saturday between 13.45 to 14 hour UTC on 12075 kHz and English language transmission will be between 14.30 to 15 hour UTC on 9965 kHz. KTWR Guam English transmission can be heard on Sundays between 11 to 11.30 UTC on 11965 kHz and on the same frequency every Monday to Friday between 11 to 11.35 UTC. Another English transmission of this station can be heard on every Sunday between 11.30 to 11.45 UTC on 9910 kHz and Monday to Friday on 13740 kHz between 12.45 to 13 hour UTC. And friends, with this, I would like to conclude this edition of Indian DX Report on WebScan. I hope the information will be beneficial to you. If you have any comment and suggestion on this DX capsule or want to send me a reception report, please write to me at indiandxreport at the rate gmail.com. That is indiandxreport at the rate gmail.com. So until next time, friends, stay safe. With your loved ones, bye-bye, 73 from Assam. Thank you, Prithuaj. And let me just mention briefly a reception report we've received from our regular listener, Richard Lemke, in St. Albert, Alberta, Canada, who heard WaveScan via WWCR at 0330 UTC on 4840 kHz with a very good signal. And we end WaveScan today with some traditional harp music from Paraguay. Thanks for listening to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week on the program, the story of VOA Voyager, three mobile stations, also unusual loudspeakers, and our Japan DX report. WaveScan is heard weekly on KSDA in Guam, AWR relays in various locations, WRMI in Florida, WWCR in Tennessee, KVOH in Los Angeles, Voice of Hope Africa in Zambia, and IRRS Italy. Send reception reports directly to the station you're listening to. Reports for KSDA and AWR sites should go to QSL at AWR. Dot O-R-G. Other correspondence, not reception reports, can be sent to wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone. Yo a saque de mi mano, de mi sato y
Morena, bellianita, picante, chiquita y pon a corozo como un chacaré. María. 